0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And uh, that was obviously um, The Clash. We love The Clash. And that was a song that was requested by my guest today, Max Heller, um, who's going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about his newest movie, Born Guilty. I have my co host from uh, New York as well on, uh, Spencer Drake from New York. And. Uh, with that, let's bring both Spencer and Max Heller into the chat room or actually into the studio. I want to let you know there's a chat room that's open and if you'd like to call in the number is 347-677-1036 and this show will be also available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio as a download afterwards if you'd like to listen to it again as a podcast or if um you have to go away and just want to listen to it a little bit later. Let me bring both of them into the studio real quick, and we can get started on this wonderful Friday afternoon. And uh, if you'd like to call in, again, the number is 347-677-1036. Hey, Max. Hey, uh, Spencer. I'm hearing hey. a little bit of noise in the background. Uh, hi I'm glad you guys are both here. Max, I love glad your choice of music. That's such a great song. I love that song. We had a little, we had oh, a little man, conversation about that song. Yeah I love, I love that, it so much. You know that was that was the beginning of the Quash's uh career basically, That 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 song and uh that was the song that we talked about Mikey Dredd was working on with them infused uh reggae into uh you know, their music. So everybody started wanting to do reggae, so that was it. Mm-hmm. But good choice of uh, music. But let's um talk a little bit about um you and uh, your movie Born Guilty, which has a really great cast and a great movie and Spencer and I both have seen it and um, we'd love to talk to you a little bit about it. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the movie and a little bit about yourself and how this movie came to be?
2: Sure, sure, sure. So uh, Born Guilty, it's a dramatic comedy. Um, It's about a 30-year-old guy
0: who Mm -hmm. pays his
2: best friend to secretly <laughs> romance his mother.
0: Uh, it's great. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and it's it's a it's a film I wrote a few years ago, and uh, it's close to my heart because I grew up with a mom who, who was single and she um she kind of gave up on looking for a for oh a, wow a, I don't know if she gave, I don't know if she gave up on looking for a love interest I don't I don't say that that's actually wrong mm-hmm. but she but she was definitely uh, affected by the divorce and she never found a decent Man in her life, and, and she started getting a little negative towards men. And I, and I, I started mm-hmm. thinking about what would happen if there was like the perfect man came into her life, and, and like just as a coach, not not so much as a romancer, as a, as a but just to show her that the men can, men are decent, they can be decent, and they yeah. can be good, and sort of sort of yeah. rectify the damage that was done.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that, that was that was sort of my inspiration for the film. So I just started writing it, and um, that's that's what I came up with. Born guilty.
3: How did you get that's How did you get to choose, uh, uh Rosanna Arquette. What made you grab it? Yeah, I had to you
1: cast everyone. The casting was okay. really amazing. Yeah. I love well, the characters. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I thought about it for a while, and I, I said, okay, the the woman, she's in her mid fifties. So that was number one. Mm-hmm. And, and then I thought, okay, who are, are some great actresses, comedic actresses, not just regular actresses, but just that have comedic mm-hmm. chops who are in their mid-50s now. And so I, I, I narrowed it down to like a list of 20. And I thought, you know, Roseanne Arquette is my number one choice. She, she, had, mm-hmm. she had grit. She had soul. She had a spark. Mm-hmm. She um and she, she had a pessimism and and, and, and she was beautiful and, and and such a spark and wit that I remember so well from Desperately Seeking Susan. And I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. her in a long oh mm-hmm. my god. I need you. And I haven't seen her in, in such a long time acting in something um that, that that really, you know, left an impression on me. You know, I've seen her I think she was in Ray Donovan recently and, and she's worked and she's around and you know, she she's had she's had roles on um, girls and, and, and other things but never had nothing where I felt that she's really had a chance to really breathe and, and, and have the entire film so I thought mm-hmm. she's my number number one choice and I was like well how do I get it to her and I don't know if she'll do it or not I mean you know because I've only this is the first film I directed I've produced quite a few smaller films mm-hmm. small indie films but mm-hmm. you know not okay. Like so I um, hired a casting director uh, who is great and um she sent the script to her and she, and she just sent the script out His best by for was my casting agent here in New York. And she sent it to her and about a week later or so she got back and she said she connected with the script and she really liked it and she would love to do wow. it. And she, and she, it was, it was pretty quick. And she was really into it. Good.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, It was yeah, so great. Wasn't like, it, and, and, Spencer. Yeah. And I got to say also
2: like, kudos to her because, I don't know if I mm-hmm. mentioned it. It's a low budget film. It's and we don't we mm-hmm. don't have we didn't have that we don't we didn't have a lot of money, so I couldn't pay her a lot. So I knew so she, she had to she had to do a film that she wanted to because she's yeah, right. mm-hmm. not a payday for her at all.
1: But it was she liked it. Yeah, and story, I both feel obviously. the film is a real
3: is a real mm-hmm. gem and it's it's a be- it's the best film she did since Desperately Seeking Susan. You know, both of us feel that way.
1: Oh wow yeah so, absolutely I, she um definitely shined in this movie, and I could see i could feel I could feel her character because you know we've all been there with our kids, you know, and uh you know as women, we can relate and it's uh funny um there's a little bit of noise in the background, I don't know who's moving around um I don't know if that's me uh, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe, <laughs> I don't know, but that's okay, it's all good. Um, you know, I want to know about the other characters too because they were great. Don't you think, Spencer? I mean, the son, yeah, oh, and, yeah, then the God, and then definitely, the guy, and then the guy from Australia, the actor that ended up yeah. the little guru, the guru guy, <coughs> yeah, as, yeah. as she yeah. called him, a world traveling hobo. I thought <laughs> that was great. I, I that thought was cool. that was just so awesome. Which how she described yeah. him and he actually fell in love with her. So I thought that was like really amazing, you know, um, yeah. the whole story is just really cute. It's in the oh. characters, you know, um, the true. roommate, the roommate. I want to know about the roommate that uh, oh, Jake, played. Uh, Jake oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, he was funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he was really good. It, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, he was great. he he's doing a lot, you know, he, he's doing a lot. I've I mean, Jake,
0: yeah, he,
2: yeah. he was in vin He was in vinyl. Um, that mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese series on I HBO. short lived uh-huh. one. Yeah. He played the record executive in that who kind of yeah. lost mm-hmm. it. Um, I get a meltdown in that one. Um, but I hadn't, I hadn't really seen anything. He, he had been in prior to that. So, I mean, I was introduced to all three of those actors that you just mentioned. Um, Jay DeVore, David Cousins and um, Jay Clay, the, the funny guy. Um, through my casting director. She was the one who, who brought them to my attention. Um, so I got to give her... Mm-hmm. I got to give best credit for all, all of them. But it's, it's interesting. I mean, they each have their own stories. But David Cousins, the Australian, he... Mm-hmm. Ironically, he wasn't my first choice. I had, I had an, an actor um, from a uh, very popular TV show slated to play Raw. Mm-hmm. An, an American guy. I'm not going to mention who he is. Um, and... He, like I said, he's, he's 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 you know a medium well-known actor from, from a very popular cable series, and mm-hmm. he was all set to do he was all set to do it and he loved it and he auditioned and he read it a bunch of times and he was really gung ho about it, and uh, four days before we were about to shoot, he backed out and I could not. Oh believe wow! It. I, I was wow. very upset. That's why I'm not mentioning his name. Who he is, um, <laughs> but that's no to you.
3: And so was well, like did oh my great.
1: God. This guy right. well, was great and oh I yeah yeah right. the, oh, you, a, can't, you don't
3: he, know the difference holly you know?
2: david did no, he,
3: hears, hears the thing he about play
1: it. on a show is a um love interest um a pretty well known cable show, i think it is yeah that he he's on i did I did a little did, ink-
2: did, a, um, did a did a, uh, a stint, but that was that was after we shot um, he recently mm-hmm. did a stint on um- uh the show- the show that the h b o show that takes place up in um northern california with all the women uh-huh. in the school that, that limited series.
0: Uh-huh. Was so that one
2: i think so but anyway the story about david cousins is, so four days before we're shooting the the main actor who's going to play well backs out so uh, i go through all the tapes that i had and one of the actors that I really liked that i cast it out of la um but that I, that I, that I saw was this guy david cousins who was australian and I was like, this guy's awesome. He's Australian. And, and he did an American accent, but it just it just didn't feel right. So I said, mm-hmm. no, that's not the right that's not the right guy. So I kind of, I shined right over him. I shouldn't have, but I shined right over him and I went with the other guy. Then I looked back at the tapes when I, when I realized I needed an actor right away. And I said, you know what? This guy could play Australian. Why, could, why should the character be restricted to an American? In the right. film, the role could be an Australian. So I quickly uh-huh. wrote that they that he was Australian because when I went to college, I went to USC and there was a lot of students there that were from different countries all around the world. It was very international, Mm -hmm. you know, school. So I said, this is the age we live in. There's there's no reason he shouldn't be Australian. I I have best friends from Australia that I I went to high school with. So I just quickly rewrote it and um, he flew to New York and he, he nailed it. I mean he just he just hunkered down with the script. He's he
1: great. Really he's a great uh, actor. He was really great. I liked he him was, a, his character a lot. Yeah, I wanna I want to
3: put in something, uh I want to give a plug to Justin Cavusi, my partner's son, who did mm-hmm. great editing on the movie. And as yeah. uh, as as Holly and I know, uh, one of the keys to great film is editing and he did a great job on this movie.
1: Well oh, no, no Max edited too. You and you and yeah. uh both of you did editing on this. I looked at all the credits. It was great, yeah, great credits, yeah. absolutely, oh, you. and you know, no, but getting back to the characters I mean, this is so funny, Spencer, because as yeah. I was watching it, I mean each person had a whole story, the son, his meltdown in in the meeting <laughs> what you know when he's trying to tell. I'm not going to tell the whole storyline here, but while he's trying to engage a client, and his girlfriend was just over the top like crazy. And then the guy that, uh, you know, the blog writer, and then obviously, you know, everything else that went along with it. I mean, there are just such a cast of characters in this uh, film that you you can actually relate, and there's so much going on that it's fun. It's actually a fun movie to watch because you never know what's going to happen. But right. the son actually plays such a believable role because, I mean, I thought that was funny when he put yeah. his speakerphone on at that inopportunable time, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he, he tells his mom, Oh, it's the TV. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, you know, I, I thought it was such a great I, I really it was really funny. I laughed a lot and um I I really okay. thought it was so animated. It, you know, the characters and stuff. So yeah, Spencer, um when did uh you see the movie and um what are your thoughts on this movie? Well, I
3: thought I felt like you, Holly. I mean, it was a very enjoyable film. A lot of different moods going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. I like that like swing mood swings, as you know, in the movie. And I, mm-hmm. I saw this movie a while ago. I, Justin was working on it. That's where I got linked into it. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I got a, a rough from Max. I think Max sent me a rough. And. Uh, mm-hmm. And I saw the film, I said, wow, this is a really intriguing movie. You know, it's like, and it she's really good. I mean, it's a very different role for Rosanna Arquette, awesome. as you know, Holly. You know, so it's like, for me, it was like seeing her in another light. You know what I mean? Seeing her in an older woman, mm-hmm. um, and but not older, meaning meaning uh, a different time in her life, you know. just more
1: mature, more mature. Yeah, yeah more exactly. seasoned, more good mature. Exactly. Like, she she's just wordy, like... Yeah took that role and what I really like I, I could I personally could relate to part of the thing about the mom and the kid being away because I have a daughter, and I know what it's like, you know <laughs> when you're like calling in your home and you know it uh, you know and the name board guilty obviously I like the beginning too how and when you see this film guys, you'll understand in the beginning i how the animated. Animation in the beginning kind of started, sort of sets you up for what the story is about, which is about a child who was born to a woman with a husband who, um, you know, left, obviously, and she lost all faith, like you said, in love. And her son just, you know, excels in everything and becomes very, um, you know, uh, credible and, and, you know, uh, has a good job. And then he goes off, and it's kind of like the empty nest syndrome for the mom. But oh. I loved what she did for work. I thought that was great. I loved, I loved the scene where you had her going in, and the woman that had five kids. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that yeah, was yeah. really funny. That was crazy. That was hysterical.
0: <laughs> um,
1: the kids, the kids, so innocent. Yeah, so. Yeah, so it was a great movie. I mean, um, yeah. where did oh, you shoot? Where where did you film this? Okay, well,
2: I filmed it in New York and Los Angeles. Um, oh, nice. It's sort of a, yeah, it's a tale of two cities. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I shot it um, in, there was a loft on uh, Broadway in Broome where we shot. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And we, we also just shot all, a lot in the streets of the, of Manhattan. You know, it's a great thing about mm-hmm. doing, doing a lower budget film in, in New York because you just once you're outside on the streets, everywhere you put the camera, it's like a multi million dollar shot. It's amazing. It's the best location in the world, if you ask me. So it's tremendous production value. So yeah, we shot all over New York, uh, which is where I live. Um, so that was easy for me because my base was here. And we shot for about ten days here, and then we went to L. A. to shoot the second half of the film, although it's intercut throughout the film. Uh, for another nine days and we shot in in Hollywood and Santa Monica and Venice. Oh, so, wow. yeah,
3: so I'm picking yeah. up like a month to put the film together, is that right? Before you go to yeah, post a little, a little three,
2: three weeks to film it. A little under yeah. three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was it was quite ambitious. I mean a lot of people tried to talk me out of of uh, you know they said, can you just film it in one city? Does it have to be LA and New York? And I was like, okay. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. It's 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 the empty net syndrome where that's the sun is really far away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean that's feel a lot of go ahead.
1: No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna say you've got you've done other films and you've also worked on uh Bravo's The Real Housewives of Atlanta and, you know, a lot of sitcoms and stuff like that. And I wanted to ask you how that um actually felt for you doing something different, you know, shooting this film compared to a series. You know, it's, it's, it's a little different because you've got a whole set there and all that, right?
2: Yeah, no, it's very, it's very different than working on a series.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. mean, this,
2: this, this, this was really ambitious. I mean, we shot, we shot uh, basically two locations a day, which generally mm-hmm. you don't want to do because um, you don't really want to you know, have a whole crew move on a low-budget film. Um, every day, but we had so many different like just locations within the cities that we just we just had to keep moving. And uh, the only way to you know to prepare that was just to make sure the actors knew their dialogue and, and uh, knew their character. And and I would let them go off book all the time. Like they, they didn't have to stick uh-huh. entirely to the script as long as they just hit the bullet points of what was going on.
0: Yeah. I really
2: let them reinterpret a lot of dialogue when they when they wanted to, and um, and that, that freed them up. So they they weren't so rigid and and let them just like get into the scene without without restrictions. And once I was able to do that, I was able to get in and out of places really fast. So that, was, that oh, worked yeah. well. I, I was how,
3: I how wanted to ask you 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 were you were producer on uh, mm-hmm. five feature films, including Summer of Blood. What's that background, Max? Oh so yeah. Well,
2: Summer of Blood. That's Summer of right Blood. That that was a lot of fun. That that was the, that mm-hmm. was a. What I like to call a, uh, a vampire comedy, and uh, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. was, uh, it was it uh, was written and directed and starred my friend Onar Tucal That's and right. He, right. And he's, he's a very we perfect guy. And
1: uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, and I think I think you had him on the show last week, yeah. didn't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, Onor amazing. two weeks ago.
1: Two weeks week ago, ago today. Two, two weeks ago. And we talked yeah. a little bit about about the film. Onar is great. I love him. He's he's a really funny guy. Yeah. I mean,
2: he, he's a force of nature. He's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's Uh tremendous. Um, he, so I met owner on another film that I produced called red right return and red right return Uh owner was a, was an actor in the film. He had, he had a small role. Um, and on the set, I produced that one. And on the set, I just fell in love with owner and and me and him, we just really hit it off. We just spent so much time together just talking and, and having a great time and um, that was down in Delaware, Rehoboth, Delaware. We shot down there on the beach. And I, drove Ooh, I love water.
0: Rehoboth.
2: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. nice beach, nice town. And uh, so we drove from Rehoboth up to, back up to New York when we finished, and we were just plotting and discussing. And he told me about this, this script that he was, had uh, just written, uh, Summer of Blood, and he wanted to do it. And I said, um, can I help produce it? And he said, yes, and we just got into it. And so um, that's, how, that's how I did Summer of Blood. And that was, I think, yeah. That was a few years ago, and um, been working with owner on a. We did another film after that, Applesauce, and uh, I really yeah, had a applesauce. great time. Yeah,
1: Applesauce.
0: Right. Yeah,
2: Applesauce. Yeah, so I
1: thought that too. Uh huh. Yeah, and
2: and he and you know he he just he just really inspired me. You know because I just saw his approach to filmmaking is just get out there and do it. It's it's you know things are going to get messy, things are going to go wrong, but there's going to be a lot of magic that's going to happen. And um, mm-hmm. also uh, the the improvisational style that, that, that he was so like free with um, inspired me for Born Guilty. So I kind of learned a lot from him and uh, you know applied that to this film as well. So it was it worked out well for both of us.
3: Now you you mm-hmm. also had a, a great career in uh, I see here produced and edited many award-winning music
2: videos. Tell us about that. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well back in uh gosh the uh, early nineties. We're going we're going back. Mm-hmm. Um after I graduated USC, I um started working as a as a production assistant. Uh my first uh video that I worked on as a Why? TA was uh Zen, was uh Dan Halen's <laughs> town <take.
0: laughs> uh, Oh really?
2: And uh yeah, so I started I started uh, just work TAing on, on music that you um, can hear in New York City up here in the background sirens going by. Um yeah, so I started PAing and then I worked um, on uh what is that the Divinyls music video. I Touched myself. Remember that one?
1: Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah,
2: that's a great Vinyls, video. Great, great crew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, I I worked on that one, and then I worked for this um, country music um, video director named Sherman Hall. Oh, nice. Who, and yeah. he was he, he was very prolific in the '90s. I mean, he he was he was one of the top five music video directors of the '90s. If you're a rock and roll person or a or a rapper, so you might not know the country genre as as well. Yeah. But he was he was a major star of, of that genre, and um, yeah, I I worked with him, and I quickly um, he he quickly accelerated my career from the PA to producing within a year. Mm-hmm. So I started producing tons of music videos with them, like for uh, Tim McGraw. We did all of Tim McGraw's early That's videos. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Indian Outlaw, and tons of music videos with him and Brooks and Dunn, wow. and um, just just really? a lot of a lot of, yeah yeah wow. yeah a lot a lot, of, a lot of those guys. So, you know, I would write the uh, music video treatments, and we you know we would um, pitch the uh, the record labels for for different um, you know for our budgets and our concepts, and I would help write those and and uh, work with all the country music people that I never I wasn't really even aware of at the time. It kind of opened mm-hmm. up my world cause, Right. A New Yorker, and then I went to LA, and those two cities are very culturally share a lot. And there's a whole country in between that, and, and there's a whole different different culture out there. And a lot of it's centered around country music. So it was a real eye opener to me. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: what
3: about What about the film uh, We Live in Public in 2009? One is a uh, Sundance mm-hmm. Grand Prize winner. That sounds really cool.
2: That was really cool. That was very cool. So um, uh, I tell you I was doing all the, the country music videos, and this woman, uh, Andy Timoner, um, she was uh, doing a, a show for she she was commissioned to do a, a TV show for VH1 called um, Sound Effects. And that was a pretty cool show. That was when the VH1 still had music based mm-hmm. shows, not not uh, reality shows. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sound Effects was a really cool show. That um, where they would ask people about songs that influenced their lives that, that affected a change in their lives and inspired them to, to do something different or 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 just get them through a very hard part of their lives. And so we, we the show was interviewing celebrities and regular people and other musicians and just a host of people about how songs had affected their lives and altered their lives. So that's the show I worked on with um with Andy and we came to New York to interview a bunch of people here. And one of them was this, um, this, this guy who was making a ton of money back in, gosh, in 99 during the internet bubble, the first internet bubble, this guy, Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. Back in 99, that's when the stocks were flying like crazy for, for any, any mm-hmm. company that had anything to do with, with the internet. It uh, was valued at $800 million. This company is worth $200 oh. million. And so this guy, Josh Harris, Worked as a um, as an analyst, a financial analyst, and his specialty was internet companies. So he he was actually the guy putting the price tags of all these companies. Um, mm-hmm. But his real ambition was art, and he wanted to be like an Andy Warhol. So he cashed out. Oh
0: and wow! He had,
2: yeah, he mm-hmm. cashed out and with his couple hundred million dollars, and he <clears> decided he was just gonna like finance artists around the city. And so he oh. just he just became this this kind of like Warholish character, and he kind of he had like a whole. Um, his version of the factory. Um he had a couple of lots oh, wow. on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple of and this really? and this was yeah, oh really. So this was like late ninety nine. And um he decided wow. to, to, to he just he, he was pretty good with the press and he knew that there was no um real big event for for New Year's Eve for nineteen ninety nine into two thousand. I mean no he said there's there's an there's a void. So he decided to throw like the the most decadent wild That's- Party oh, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, going into the millennium, so he had these three um loft buildings connected together, and he had a ton of money back then and um he created this space where artists could come in there and do these installations, like big wow. installations, and they can also live there and he had these um pod style um hotels set up in the basement, sort of those Japanese pod hotels, where they're sort of like these bunks oh beds.
0: really. Wow. But they're kind
2: of capsules where you go in the capsules, so if, you, if you're an artist, you could you could stay there for this like three week long party, <laughs> and uh, and that was also open to the public. But but the but, but his whole concept, because it said, Josh is also a conceptual artist. His theory was that in the not too distant future, all of our lives wouldn't be private anymore; they would be sort of shared. And um, and so in this space, he had video cameras everywhere, and inside these these capsules that you slept in there was a camera on you and so there's, a, there's like about a, about 80 capsules so each capsule had a camera on the inside of it and you could flip with a remote control to look at and talk to the other people in the other capsules and then there oh, was wow. also throughout throughout all these, wow. these 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 lost living spaces there, there was cameras everywhere including the showers the bathrooms, the kitchen so there there was like hundreds and hundreds of cameras and there were all, uh, we had a Pretty pretty advanced technician keeping them all together, and then the third component was that this was all being broadcast on the internet at the line. No way! And this was
1: 1999.
2: What was it called?
1: What was it called? That's
2: incredible.
3: incredible.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, called, it called? it's called "We Live in Public." Um, the name of the documentary was "We Live in Public," and it was about this guy Josh Harris. And, okay, um, I gotta look baton.
1: that up. That's very yeah, interesting.
2: It, yeah, and you got to remember. So back in '99, you know, the, right. the internet technology couldn't handle the video capacity that we have now. So mm-hmm. it was very advanced. I mean, the, the video moved like post stamps. You know, very advanced. Moves. Not yeah. to crash yeah.
1: and get and nah. get hacked or, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's that's insane. That's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I love so it, it that. Long, I mean, it's yeah. so. So um out there, you know, and so um it's so ahead of the ahead of his times. I mean it's something that somebody would do now. I know the millennium was a huge deal, but wow, that's great. So you went from yeah. shooting um music videos to working on films and then um you want I know you had some things yeah. with the tri- Tribeca and also what did you say, Spencer? Um another there was another film that um had one Awards. This one is Sundance film. Yeah. yeah. yeah so
2: so he's talking talk about this, Josh Harris, this documentary, We Live in Public. Wow. So when I was in New York with wow. Andy doing that, doing the VH1 show, we met Josh mm-hmm. Harris and he wanted us to do the documentary about this big event that he was doing. So that's, that turned into the documentary, We Live in Public, which she didn't, we, we kind of put it on hold. So we shot it back in 99, mm-hmm. early, two, early 2000 tons of footage, tons and tons and tons of footage. Um, and, and then we, and then the first cut we did, um, Josh Harris didn't love cause he didn't feel it was so flattering with him personally, although he did later come to like it. So then years later we take the project back up. I think it, I exactly what year it was, 2000. I think it was like 2007 or whatever it was. Um, she came back and we and recut it and, uh, and finished the documentary and then Sundance ended up loving it and uh, it won the award. Wow! Great.
0: Fantastic.
1: It's yeah. available to watch. It's out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's got to be. Okay, because I, I definitely want to watch that. I I I'm gonna watch that. Have you seen it, Spencer? I have not, but I want to now. Yeah, now I want to see it too. Yeah, this has got to be an no. award winner. I mean it's a award
2: winner.
3: Yeah. I'm no, in it as well by the
1: way. Oh really? Oh are you Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna Oh, Good. good. <laughs> yeah,
1: we get to <laughs> sleeping?
0: We get to No, you get to see me sleeping? commenting.
2: <laughs> I'm commenting on all the craziness. You know, Y'all see me. Um, for some That's reason so I was called funny. i, I it funny. I mean FEMA FEMA shut us down um, the day after um,
0: Really? Really? Oh, yeah. Why? They shut, they
2: shut the, whole, the whole project down because um, one of the artists, I said it was all these Is artist that? installations, and one of the artists um, who who had come to jail forging Basquiat paintings and selling them. It was oh. his, he was a good artist, but he, he was Oh, a my God. Um, that's he, wild. But that's not why it got shut down. His, I forgot the guy's name, but he um, his art installation was was this range uh, and rifles and and so you are breaking
1: and, up a little bit oh, you're breaking sorry, up a little bit max oh no no no, no that that's, better? But... that's better that's better okay yeah you're breaking yeah, so up his art
2: installation his installation mm-hmm. was to create a gun range where you can where oh, no. anybody could come in and just fire AK47s and assault <laughs> rifles oh, and, hand and oh god and and as i as i mentioned this this was a three week long party that was open to the public so you had like you know Tons of New Yorkers coming in, just wandering around, checking out the art, and then they were also invited to this gun range. So there was like, <laughs> you know, women wearing stilettos and in gowns, just firing machine guns and just oh, stuff like that. that's great.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> so and
2: yeah, and it was covered by by the by the <laughs> press. I mean, the, the press covered this this party that was going on for three weeks. You know, CNN, the New York mm-hmm. Times, the Post, Time Magazine, because they needed to fill stories for for um, ninety nine. You know.
1: You're breaking up again, Max. Sorry. You sound like you're underwater.
0: Stay, stay,
3: Max. Stay in one place. It's easier. Okay. Know, stay in one place. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you, can you it you sounds hear me like right you're now?
1: underwater. Yeah, yeah. There, it you're, like, no, you're better now. Perfect. I'm better now. Go, okay. Carry on. All right. I'm yeah? not. I'm not,
2: not moving. So, um, FEMA got very upset when they heard that there was this unlicensed gun range and. A lot of uh, wow. people living, living, and eighty people living in this in this one space down there. And they thought it was some kind of like um, cult, millennial cult, oh, uh, dangerous God. cult. So they came in, they came in with with their guns and their and their big boys, oh, and, they, and they raided it and uh, and shut it shut it all down. Yeah, that was pretty scary.
1: Before before midnight. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, exactly. They didn't get to celebrate the the midnight mm-hmm. the millennium. Oh no! Yeah, actually,
2: no. It it was the day after. I think I think I think Seema was out celebrating that night. So it was actually we did get oh, to celebrate it. Oh yeah. great!
1: That's incredible.
0: that's incredible. I think
1: everybody where I think everybody remembers where they were for the millennium. Where so you know you were in that. Um, that movie. Yeah. The, I was behind a camera. Okay. I was at
2: the countdown, yeah. I was I was I was um filming I was filming the countdown with with all these hundreds of people. Yeah, that was me. Oh
1: that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Where I want to ask a
3: uh, uh, Max, I want to ask you a question. How oh, in the very beginning of your life, I mean early, <laughs> what made you get mm-hmm. into the visual area, film area? Was there anything that inspired you? Oh was
2: there anything else a lot i mean i i loved um film and t v you know i uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I was you know you know i was born in sixty eight so uh you know my first t v experience was um Sesame street and the electric Company oh wow and i was i was very close mm-hmm. to that and um but more more importantly, i think it had a lot to do with my father because he Directed um, TV commercials and, do- oh. and he made some documentaries. Oh really? So I, I was yeah I yeah. was always around the set as a-, as a kid. Yeah, growing up here in here in New York. You know he was a he was a, he was a Madison Avenue um, advertising guy. Um, so I was on a lot of sets. But I mean I also I mean I really love film and TV. One of my one of my good friends had a um, a three quarter inch video cassette recorder. Which was a which is a oh, giant wow. just before VHS became popular like a few mm-hmm. years if you were really cool in the in the uh, 70s you had like a three quarter inch deck which is like I said it, it was, and you can and you can get black um, listed not blacklisted you can you can get uh, films on the market like uh, Saturday Night Fever and all and Jaws and all those kind of films before they even came out so I had a couple of friends who had that stuff and we would just watch these films. Incessantly, again and again and again, and it just—I just knew I wanted to be a filmmaker um, when I was probably around eight years old.
0: Did you go
1: to school for it?
2: I went to USC. Um, mm-hmm. Went to USC as a as a, um, as a creative writer, and I took a mm-hmm. lot of film classes. So my, my degree is in creative writing and literature, um, but I also oh, spent a lot of time, yeah, so a lot of time taking film classes at USC as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did go to school for it in a sense, yes,
1: well, yeah. have it, did your father mentor you at any in any time during your career when you were starting to film? Was he still around when you were doing oh, yeah. some he's, of these he's, films he's, or things?
2: yeah, he's still around, yeah, you know, he came to the set a few times, yeah he's always, nice. he's always given, me, given me his advice um you know unsolicited or solicited, he's always got something to say um he was he was very very helpful um Especially, you know, in in dealing with the the politics of a crew. Um uh, he taught me mm-hmm. how to you know how to how to deal with that. I mean I remember him being frustrated just because of the pressures of uh, you know, making these commercials and stuff within a budget. And and mm-hmm. he always he always let me know that um you know, this business it's fifty percent skill and then fifty percent politics on how you which is how you operate with the with the crew that you're working with. And um that's that's an invaluable lesson you taught
0: me. It
1: is. That's awesome. See it how it went for you no. know, you know what I wanted to say about the films and also with um, O'Nar's films and and everything. These films, Spencer and I, and tell me if this is right. They're just one different level. Even if they're low budget films, you still have really good talent. I mean, like you look at his movie Catfight. He had a great cast. You look at mm-hmm. your movie, sure Born did. Guilty. You had a great cast. These are all, like, really great actors and actresses that are already known, and some are, and they bring to the table something new, and these, these it takes the film to a different level. It's almost like a, an underground pop culture type film that, you know, you go to, and even if it's, even if it's low budget and it's filmed correctly, it still comes across and it's so iconic. There are so many different things about it in, in films, I'm sure that you'll remember and you'll grasp onto. These are interesting things. You know,
3: in this day and age, mm-hmm. a lot of these actors and actresses are mm-hmm. not getting grips. That's a very big thing. So they go to indie, right? Mm-hmm. At Mac- Go to India mm-hmm. a lot, That's great. and they see very creative, mm-hmm. outgoing, out of the—I call them out of the box scripts. So they they'll are. do a film uh, that, that Holly and I have talked to filmmakers about. You know, and you know this, Max. They'll do it at a lower rate, but they want mm-hmm. to do it—the creativity of it, you know—the feel as an actor or actress that they're doing uh, something they really like.
2: That's true. I mean, a lot of them—they take the um, the standpoint. They'll do one for the studio, and then they'll do one for themselves. So yeah. luckily, luckily for us there are there are actors out there who have integrity who just aren't doing everything for a big payday. They they want to balance it out and do stuff um for the craft that they're into. And uh and because furthermore, they, love it. they love it. Yeah. And yeah. what you and what you were yeah. saying earlier about, you know, you have to have these films, um, these out of the box films, but they have really good actors in it. Um that's because as a as a director and a producer, my very first and most important job is cast. I mean i got to say mm-hmm. on the list of all, all the things that I do. number one is spending right. the time getting the right cast. and uh-huh. um and since I didn't have a lot of money, I had like a tiny bit amount of money for like one one name and maybe a few na- a few little names. but I had for a bit a decent name um, I had
1: a really of it.
0: Yeah, I the I love a lot of, it. of yeah. people
1: did it for the love of it.
0: That's exactly You know, I wanted
1: right. to ask about the music too in the in the movie, the music. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Um, um. So so that's Dave Ricard.
1: Mm hmm.
2: David oh, yeah. Ricard. Very good movie music. Yeah. Yeah, he's a composer. Mm-hmm. Um. And he so the music you know if you notice it it's kind of it's it's got a little bit of that '60s kind of um, yeah uh, vibe vibe right like, exactly. like like yeah like a, like an odd couple kind of um music or, or yeah the yeah. Mu- music that you would f- hear like in a neil simon movie um that's that that was specifically what i went for and so um ironically my friend dave ricard who i went to high school with in new york is a successful composer he he does um a lot of composing for uh, commercials but also Cartoons. So he composed mm-hmm. um, the the um, the new. I think it's called the New Adventures of the Pink Panther, which is basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So he's so he's basically composing music that's like the Pink Panther, which is also one of my other go-to soundtracks from the sixties and the seventies. I just right. I just love the Pink Panther soundtrack. I love the right. Odd Couple. Right. I love the Odd Couple soundtrack. The, the you know those kind of those kind of sort of jazzy um, kind of moody feel good. Um, type of soundtrack. That, that and, was like Henry
3: Henry Mancini Max, right? Was exactly. The, the exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. It's like Mancini. So ironically, Dave Ricard, um, who's an old friend of mine, he he's been, you know, in LA and he's been successful doing these, you know, co- composing for these cartoons, these kids things in that specific vein that I love. And he mm. also has he also has a um a big band, uh uh court, is it a quartet? I'm s i think it's a quartet. He has a big band called like the the Dave Ricard Band and the David Ricard Band and they you know they have stand up bass and they're you know they're like they're like a swing band. So he has a whole swing group. And so um he was happy to compose music and he had his live performers get together and, and do the final mix together and, and they recorded it. And um it's hats off to him. I mean he's he really bought a lot i I would explain to him kind of like the feel and the vibe, but I'm not a musician, so he just right. was able to, to interpret what I was saying and he he just
1: perfect
0: yeah
1: was really 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 good you know um with all this that you're you've done and you're doing um we want to know what you're currently working on besides I know you're getting uh born guilty is out for distribution right now, correct or is yeah, it already distributed.
2: I have I have a um a distribution deal on the table. I awesome. haven't have pulled, have haven't pulled the trigger on that one yet. Well,
1: we're going to um, pray for that one for you. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. But um I mean we're talking about possibly getting it out in um uh late December or January. That's sort of that's awesome. sort of our um oh, that's, cool. that, that's sort of our goal. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and we, and we had really good success at a couple of festivals. You know, we were at the Sarasota um, film festival down in Florida and, it, and that was such a, a great experience um, just showing the film in front of a, an audience uh, and right. the feedback mm-hmm. that I had, it was great. The show sold out down there and it was in a, it was a big theater. It was like a 350 seat theater and it sold out twice
3: and that is, Sarasota is one of those really good – there's a lot of film festivals that are so-so, but Sarasota is one of those really good film festivals, you know. Says. And so uh, Justin told me about it. I was so excited to hear that you know, when the film was in, you know.
2: Yeah, no, it was great. That's it was fantastic. Great for, but it was even great for me. So that was the first time I had shown it in front of an audience, and the feedback mm-hmm. was overwhelming. I mean, just to hear wow. the audience laughing. The oh program. wow! Mm-hmm. That to me, that was the biggest <laughs> oh, no. thrill in the world. Oh, hearing
1: them is. laughing. Totally laughing when Just... I was watching it. Yeah, no. Um, You yeah. know, I was gonna. I was. I was asking you. Are you currently working on anything new? Are you writing anything new? Oh yeah. Oh yes, I am. I
2: am. Yeah. Oh um, great. I, I have two projects that I'm No, no, he doesn't um, want to give his ideas away. Doesn't want
3: to. give yeah, away.
0: Yeah.
2: no. Well, I mean, one of Well, I mean, I have one of them. It's um, it's about a uh, it's it's about a French reporter. Although I'm going to make him a reporter, a, a, an American reporter, uh-huh. um, uh, for the Daily Show. You know, I worked in. I don't know if you realize this, but I worked in the Daily Show for a while.
0: Yeah, um, you Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah,
2: I did I did a lot of editing on the Daily Show with um, Jon Stewart and a little bit with mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Noah. Um so it's going to be about a, it's going to be about a reporter who um finds out that it, that that it's possible to buy a small nuclear weapon in Bulgaria.
1: Oh no. Oh that's yeah, true.
2: Yeah, so it's going to be sort of this this John Belushi type of uh comedian oh, reporter. Great. You yeah. know, who usually does like comedic stories, and he's going to go for a right. real story. Um, right. And and this actually oh. happened. This is this is this is a it's a true event. It, it, this happened. A French reporter. Oh really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Went and did this.
3: So it's based and, so, on a true
1: story. This is great. great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's great.
3: Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's very much. good. So ha- we'll have that's you that's won when thing. you do that one. You know that oh, you're going absolutely. to be on Hollywood. Oh, Holly Hollywood. Oh, I love
1: to. Oh absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's really fun. You know, when people actually make and tell their story, you know, either if it's been written in a book or they bring it into being a film, um, Mm -hmm. it's really, really kind of cool because it gives them an emotional outlet and yourself an outlet because you get to work with that person too probably and um, create their story. So there's a lot of emotion that's involved in creating something that's real. You know Yeah,
2: no um, it's true. It's true. I mean I uh, work I work with this guy, Alex, very 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 closely mm-hmm. on his story. And uh and I, I just didn't want I just didn't want the story of him going there and buying the bomb. I wanted the Baxter oh, wanted yeah. the relationship with his girlfriend. I wanted to get deep with his how his parents influenced them and, and, and that whole thing. So I mean I want the full picture.
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, we are Really excited about having you here today And talking to you about the film And about your past And it's really interesting um, That your dad was involved And you really took that up And Spencer mm-hmm. and I have such great respect For filmmakers and creatives Anything that's creative um, mm-hmm. It's such an emotional outlet for you um, You know, we're ending our show With a song you chose um, oh, okay. I want to, no, no, no. I mean, we have a, we have a little bit more time if you have more time. Um, I'm just talking about the song that we're going to end with today. What made okay. you choose that song when Spencer hears that he's going to say, Oh my goodness. Cause you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember this song. Uh-huh. I, I just extended our time a little more so we could talk, but you know, I remember this song. I thought it was used for, um, and ad, a couple of television ads for perfumes and stuff like that. I think, but um, maybe. I
2: mean, it's kind of racy. Some of some of the. It is. The little, it's a little orgasmic, uh, to say the it least. Is. In a
1: few places. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading the history about this song, and um, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's 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 such a it's such an underground type song. But, yeah, um, I mean it's.
2: it's it's Serge Gainsbourg. I mean, he's he's fantastic. He's, he's a,
1: definitely.
2: I mean, hmm he's like the the French Barry yeah, White.
3: Hey, Max, Max, I got to ask you a question. Do you see indie film going on the rise, like really big now? Because I see it going crazy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it is. That's oh yeah,
1: definitely. No. And it's either. almost like
3: in music. I relate to it music cuz every, you know, all the musicians are going indie, right? There's no such thing as a big company to makes their own album. It's almost like you can make your own movie, right? Max, it's like if you have a low budget. I it really uh, when I go to film festival, I went to Tribeca. I I, I network with some filmmakers and it, and when talking to them, it's amazing that they and it's so good to hear that they are able to get their funds, right, to do a movie. You know what I mean? Mhm. And that's a, a big, big positive the thing.
1: Investors, yeah. Yeah. The investors, yeah. Yeah, right, Holly? It's the a, an, an extension part. of what yeah. info means. It is. What
3: info means, the creative part of it, which is very big, you know, and that's a mm-hmm. big thing, you know.
2: And more important, there's there's the distribution network now because you have yeah, the exactly. video, on, video on demand yep. and, and the internet and, and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, totally.
1: It, You know, we talked about this last time about that there are so many series now that are being made just for Netflix and HBO and for different, you know, outlets. And, um, you know, what I wanted to bring up was you being that you write this, you're writing this script and you're writing this, and then um, your vision is right there. And then you've got to have somebody that obviously sees your vision To be able to do this and then casting it is so important. And then getting the people to believe in what you're doing, that's where you get the investors. So, you know, with a lot of the film festivals, and especially with the Sonoma International Film Festival and then all the other film festivals like in New York and and in Europe as well. I mean, you know, you've got all these indie films that are coming out, even small ones like very obscure small films that, you would never have heard about, but because it's brought out, like Spencer's talking about indie films are like out there. People are talking about it. People are, you know, embracing that more than just going to the movie theater. They're saying that movie theater, movie theaters, um, are down in attendance. People are going more mainstream now, which Uh, is kind of scary, but you know, that's true.
3: Good point, Holly. Really good point about that.
1: It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's um it's something that I had to deal with recently because um uh somebody working on a film on a on a supposedly true life experience um you know had to deal with that and there's so much you have to go through when you're doing a true life, basing something on a on a real event you have to get it. Bonded, and you have to get all these different people saying yes that really happened. And there's so much that goes into making a film that people don't know. It's not just okay, let's make a film, let's cast it, let's go somewhere, let's have fun, let's <laughs> shoot it. And no, you got You got to be dedicated.
2: Attorney. You got to be dedicated. Oh yeah. Oh. You you know what
3: amazes me is uh, the other day, you know, where I am, I'm on the Upper West Side, and there's a lot of film up here every so often, like I had the film trucks here the other day, but Max, Mm -hmm. you know this, and Holly, you know this, it's like really amazing that all these trucks are there, and all these people are there, and they're going to shoot like how many minutes really of the film? is mm-hmm. this is what gets me the budget you know what i'm saying 5 minutes oh yeah yeah exactly oh, you yeah. 5 it's minutes a minute lot like uh,
1: a 6 right? hour setup yeah exactly oh yeah
3: i mean right exactly and it there. blows my mind because right there you can see what budgets they have on the big in the big market you know what budgets mm-hmm.
2: they have you know? oh, totally. yeah i i probably made my you own know coffee Matt. budget is yeah yeah no i know that yeah no i know that i mean no,
1: totally get that i mean it is it is <laughs> I worked, on, I worked on a couple films as a PA, actually, and, um, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And seriously, we would spend almost six hours setting right. up one scene right. where people would just be dancing in a ballroom. It was a vampire movie, ironically, <laughs> the one film that I did, and we were shooting it in um, one of the house's um. Oh, gosh, I want to say his name. You know, the guy that did all the really cool houses? Um, Frank Willard Wright, one of his oh, houses. Yeah. We were selling it in there, in the Hollywood mm-hmm. Hills, okay? And uh-huh. it was with a very high-profile, um, you know, couple that were filming this movie. And mm-hmm. we spent almost six hours just setting up, making sure the fruit was right, the lighting was right, the chandeliers <laughs> were Right. The costumes were right Somebody was holding their mm-hmm. wine glass right, right. Somebody, You right. know I swear It's like you think yeah. Oh yeah they're just eating the food and drinking it And then it goes on and on and on No <laughs> Now there are those cases where you can relate There's like a one take It's a one take wonder Like with music You can you can do a, 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 a song in one take Like we've had quite a few musicians on That have said hey we just did it We nailed it But yeah Exactly. Time it's true. They just take forever, but it's worth it because you look at the dailies and then you know you know what you're yeah. looking at.
2: Oh, yeah. That so, is true. That is true. Well, that's, that's a luxury so awesome. when, when, when you have that, that kind of budget. But yeah, you can make films. I mean, I encourage people if they have a vision and dedication and, mm-hmm. and more importantly, the, the perseverance to make a film, there's no reason not yeah.
0: to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't You Absolutely. don't need
2: millions of dollars at all. In fact, no. you, know, you, can it, you can do it for a couple of thousand. And, and
3: you, can, you, know, you can buy a camera, very reasonable now, right, Max? And how? I mean, you know that. You mm-hmm. can buy a camera to do your own movie at a very reasonable price.
1: Hey, I, I saw a great that, film. I have that camera. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Max? I, go ahead. I
2: saw a great a great film called Tangerine shot mm-hmm. in L.A. on iPhones.
1: Uh-huh. And that
2: may sound, may sound gimmicky, but the film was amazing. Wow.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah,
2: Tangerine. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Rod, no. I,
3: I heard uh, uh, Twain Tarantino uh, was with this guy. Mm-hmm. Rod, you know, this great director, Rodriguez. Rodriguez mm-hmm. did this did this Mexican movie that got him into the starlight. And apparently, he did the movie with only like one or two cameras, handheld. You know, running all over the place. You know, but it was like really low key. But the movie was incredible. And it really floored Tarantino. He so said, "I got to do this movie with Rodriguez," you know. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing that I, I, it's such a great uh, feeling that people could go out there and do a movie at a
1: pretty
2: cool cost.
1: Anywhere, right? mm-hmm. anywhere. Exactly,
2: yeah. No, thank God for technology. You know, yep.
1: Max, Max, and Spencer, have you seen the movie Domino? I
2: didn't I see not. that. At all. No.
1: Have you Have you seen it, Max?
2: No, I have. But if you recommend it, I will.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. You both need to see this movie, Domino. It's based on a wow. real life experience. It's about a girl who grew up in a very wealthy Beverly Hills neighborhood, and she decided to become a bounty hunter. It's Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Oh, wow. Mickey Rourke. Unbelievable. am Sarah Knightley mm-hmm. plays Domino, and it's based on a true story. And Domino, actually, the girl, she she practiced nunchucks and swords when she was in school. She, like, was a this real oh, wow. kick-ass. But her mother and her were high-fashion models, and she just decided she didn't want to do that anymore. She wanted to be a renegade. And it tells <laughs> a true story about Beverly Hill's 90210 and her, (laughs) and how she got away from it. You guys have to see this movie. i got to see this movie. I I like Mickey Rourke,
3: too. I like Mickey Rourke, you know?
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mickey's great. I've known Mickey for years. And um, seriously, you have to see this movie, and you have to see Born Guilty. Now, I want to say about Born Guilty, um, yeah, but remember, Domino. It's just called Domino. And you know what? You guys will love it. If you like Tarantino... Hey, if you like Tarantino, you're going to love this movie because uh, when I saw it and I heard the music and I saw how it was and, and the way it was shot and they were explaining wow. at the end of the movie how it was really how they technically made it because there's one point in the movie where I won't give everything away but somebody drugs them when they're um, when they're trying to take someone out and it talks about oh, how the acid sh- how the acid trip shots were done. And how they had to make it blurry, and the colors they used for the film—it was it, Max. There's so much technical stuff wow. that goes yeah. into making yeah. a movie. I I didn't know that, you know, until oh, yeah. well, I mean, obviously working on a movie did, but the film part of it, I didn't know what really went into editing. The editing part of it, the process Editing's of big. it, you must know, be I really intense. I, yeah. uh,
3: I you know who I really loved was. Um, uh, famous editor, this woman editor, won Academy Awards. D.D. D. something, D.D. D. something. She did
0: mm-hmm.
3: a, she did a movie with uh, Al Pacino about the bank robbery, and it was a famous film. D.D. Um, D. Allen. Dog Day Afternoon. D.D. Allen, yeah, Dog Day Afternoon. D.D. Allen.
0: Mm-hmm. I, that was
3: where I I started to watch and really get into the editing. That movie, if you want to teach somebody about editing. You've got to see, she won an Academy Award for this film in editing, and you've oh, got to wow. see the speed and the action, right? If you saw this film, uh, the, the just the cutting of it, you know, and the speed of the film mm-hmm. and, and how it works. And that's one of the one of the movies that always stayed in my mind as far as editing, you know, because it was yeah.
2: exceptional
3: in editing. Uh, There's a great opening
2: sequence in that film.
3: Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly. I know, I
1: know. Hello?
2: I, Hello? I, yeah. I, I, I'm here. I, I studied that film. Sure. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I can hear you. I yeah. can hear you.
0: Yeah. You no, know that's what I very... wanted
1: to say, Max? Do you have a website up for Foundation. the Born Guilty movie yet?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's well, give that out.
2: Let's give what
3: out? Oh, uh, website. Max, you have a website for your
0: movie? Holly
3: was uh,
2: Do I have a website for the movie? I don't, but you know what? I mean, I definitely, that's my list of things to do is to pull well, them together.
1: Well, picked up, yeah, there'll yeah, be, I mean, yeah. it'll be full-blown. But the poster itself is um, on Facebook. Um, I put it up on the Red Velvet Media site, and it's also on Twitter. Excellent. And mm-hmm. um, you have it on your page. And I know, Spence, I think you have it. And I know, Roseanne, yeah. I invited her to call in. I was hoping she would call in Rosanna, but... Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is, like, such a great movie, and really, seriously, it really was so funny. Um, oh, like you. I really said, the characters, movie. each character was just so... I love the, son char- the son's character. He was so funny. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. when he had that big meltdown in the office when he was,
0: <laughs> with the, mm-hmm. you know,
1: trying to engage his uh, company, but... Uh, we want to. We really are looking forward to seeing this out there in the theaters. And when it gets out there, guys, you should go see it. It's going to be. Um, I a think baby. you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, a absolutely. A very visionary
3: film. It is great script mm-hmm. and acting, as Holly and I agree. And so everybody go see it. Thanks a yeah,
1: lot. Yeah, and we're looking forward to your next project that you do. So. With that, I wanted to say, is there anything else that you wanted to add, Spence, to this interview um, before we end? I wanted to say I wanted
3: Justin, and I know he would have been on the show, but he's working on a film, which is good to hear in another way. But and wow. uh, and I guess uh, everybody out there, see the film, just see this film.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: please, please do, please do. I'll, I'll, I'll get the publicity uh-huh. machine rolling when it when it, when it's out there. and You'll know all about it. And maybe I can maybe oh, you'll no, have definitely. me back on for a for a for a mini interview. Oh yeah. Oh
1: no. Sure. A little when mini. It comes yeah. out. No, well, let's sure. do this. When it comes out, yeah, when it comes out, we'll have you back on. Uh-huh. And um what I wanted to say to everybody today was uh it's Friday. Please don't drink and drive. Be careful wherever you are. Be aware of your surroundings. And um I just have to say that because, you know, it's just really important right now, especially in the world. And That's true. uh Yeah, definitely. And go have fun, go do something fun this weekend um and uh let's see. we're gonna close with this song, and I hope everybody enjoys it and uh it's a it's a l- it is a little racy song, but it's a really cool it's got such a great story behind it. I read the story behind it, and I was like wow it's uh it's 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 very cool. Why don't you tell them the name of the song, max?"
2: It's "Shikem" uh, by Serge Gainsbourg, mm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, and it's a it's a wonderful song from I think '74. Um, cool. I think everyone's gonna really mm-hmm. like it. And I just want to thank thank you for having me on, Holly and Spencer. We love, very much. I, we love it, it love was you. We love great talking to you guys. You're part of the family right now. You're part of the film nah, family here. That's wonderful.
1: We love yep. we love talking to you, and we want to thank you Likewise. so much and for Thanks a lot. being here. What?
0: And sharing
1: also the the film with myself and Spencer to look at. It's 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 really 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 fun. It was just what we what I needed last night. Okay, uh, so here you guys go. Enjoy your Friday, and uh, we'll be back next week. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. See you. See you.